0: Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and
1: peaceable and listen to the music.
2: is brought to you by true car
3: three two one go <laughs> Three thirty. tommy elwell
4: mikey okendo
3: what what's is th- going on what's up buddy
4: you and them everybody.
3: yes how's everybody doing welcome <laughs> to auto do live you may notice the scenery looks a little different today we got brother michael who uh Who fills in occasionally when we have a discrepancy in hosts?
4: (laughs) Discrepancy. Yes. So fancy.
3: Yes, it was very fancy. We have a couple of our hosts. Where are our hosts at uh, this week? Um, Our fellow co hosts, I should say, Mike. Where where are they at? Fellow. You're just sounding
4: super fancy. Uh, I do believe they are at a a dealership. Do you know which one?
3: I believe they're at Cleo Bay. Yes, they are. In Colleen, Texas. They're both doing some training. They're, 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 uh, 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 what are they doing? They're, um, Doing some training. No, no, I'm saying, but is it BDC training? Yes, it is. They're, 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 huh? They're killing it. Fantastic. (laughs) I just work here, so, you know, what do I know? (laughs) But, um, uh, God willing, they will be with us at some point to bail us out (laughs) towards the end of the show. I think they're going to Skype in if they, uh, if they have time. Yeah. But, uh, they've been, they've been busy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, today's subject is intriguing and also interesting and also, I have a very soft Spartan spot in my heart for You have it. a soft Sparta? I have a soft spot. I don't
4: think there's anything soft about Sparta. They're, they're pretty rough, don't you think? You, well, don't you, have you guys to see that movie? With you. Is that just me? Is that 300? Yeah. I never saw 300. <laughs> Was it good? Of course.
3: Well, lot of CGI, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: that's the only part, yeah. But um, we're talking about used cars today. The, the show is actually out with the new and in with the used. Which sounds kind of weird, right? Yes. Yeah. Want to elaborate on that? It just
4: sounds weird. Well, you know, normally it would be out with the old. With the old. And, and, and with and the, the new. new. I think that would be the original phrase.
3: I, um, my family, we, we, we buy pre-owned. We, um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I know you drive a new car. Yeah. It's because your car is like, it's a new model. It's not even available pre-owned, right?
4: Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although before that, I did get pre-owned as well. And I definitely believe in that for myself as well. I mean, I'm a you're bit, pre-owned. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. my thought was, hey, I mean, my, um, my, Sister, my brother-in-law, always said, you know, um, they had, they have some money, and they would always, they'd always buy pre-owned, and they'd always take care of their stuff really good. They have, like, an older Hummer, an older Jaguar, and they take care of it great. They're beautiful cars. They do a really good job at maintaining them, and that's how, you know, that's how they keep a few bucks, I think. I, I've heard yeah. that, you know, wealthy people, that's, that's what they do. So I'm trying to emulate what wealthy people do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, so Smart. we got people on the show today that are actually going to talk about the biz. I know there's um, uh, there's a lot of conversation between uh, you know manufacturers and so forth, and they're pushing um, what they're pushing, and obviously. We could talk bubbles and we could talk this and that mm. um, the situation with the flooding down in Houston I know that's a big big thing right you know right now that actually probably because Houston's such a big metro area that affects more yes. than just Houston more than just Texas yes. um, so we're gonna have a few uh, you know, some people that know what they're talking about some having some conversations that's right um, what else what else Mikey Collins let's do some call-ins. if you guys want to yes. get involved in today's show we'd love to hear from you what's the number Mikey?
4: It is 813-574-1820. So if you guys are listening, you got something to say uh, about used car sales. You want to talk about how to keep front-end gross. You want to talk about how to cycle through inventory. You want to talk about trades. You, whatever perspective you may have, we'd love to hear it. So feel free to call in, 813-574-1820. Excellent.
3: Mm-hmm. And also, don't forget to hashtag Auto Dealer Live on, uh You can catch us on Facebook. Obviously, if you're watching Facebook Live, um, you can still hashtag on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Diane Uzelac, good to see you. How you doing today? Kevin Fry, hello, hello. He just finished reading Dave's book, he said. Really? Um,
4: that was quick. Good job. He's a,
3: he's a very fast. Kevin, you are a fast reader. That's awesome. You're one of them speed readers. Yeah, I don't, I don't read so fast. So. <laughs> um, Kevin Campbell's uh, tuning in. Uh, Jerry McCreevy's going to be on the show today, guys. Mm-hmm. Mabel Peralta. Um, she's going to be on the show. Bill Hav, I know he was w- going to be with us. I think he's in the middle of literally selling the very cars that we're speaking of today. Yes,
4: on a test drive.
3: I almost, you almost want to be mad at him. <laughs> but then it's like, you know, hey, you're doing your job. And who are we to say you can't do your job? So he may or may not be able to get with us later. If not, we're going to have a great show anyway. Yeah. Get involved. 813-574-1820. Call in. Say hi to us. You know, it's only just me and Mikey today. You know, I got you know Villa's not here, and you know he does a little bit of the you know filling, if you will. He, he talks a little bit. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> He's like, he does a little bit. Oh, is that my hair looks like today? Shoot. Yeah, it's fine.
4: There's nothing wrong with it. It's all good. You're just growing it out. That's just what I am, happens. Yeah, but right? today
3: it's a little off. I'm not happy with that. I mean, some days that's just how it is. We got, what got are you the
4: Seth Rogen thing going on. I'm not happy with that today <laughs> at all. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. That's fine.
5: Or the, it's what's cool. the name? Hey, elf, the, the elf guy. Oh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Got yeah, of course.
3: Ferrell. Yeah. yeah
4: anyway, mean beard though. Mean beard.
5: No, he he trimmed it down. Yeah.
4: Oh, no, know
3: I did. I, I'm all I'm all cattywampus this week. I'm all <laughs> my beard is shaved down. My hair is all askew. Dave's not here. The other Dave's not here. I don't know what the heck's going on. They leave me in charge. <laughs> like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, not smart. <laughs> not smart. We still got Lou on the mic. What's up, Mike? what's up, Lou? On the ones and twos.
5: Uh, you know, busy, grinding. That's what I usually
3: do. Yeah. You yep. did a good job on the show lineup today. Killing uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah.
5: Thanks.
4: <laughs> thanks. Nice little, uh, I like that.
3: You like how I threw that in there? Gra- uh, Craig Lucker is watching. Casual. What's up? Mike Phillips, what's up, bro? What's up? What's up? Brad Pascal is watching. What's up, guys? Nice. So we got some people watching. Uh, again, tune in through the whole thing. You don't want to miss a moment. I promise you, you don't want to miss a moment. Because who knows what we'll do. Oh, it's going to be fun. I don't know what we're going to
4: do. I <laughs> mean, we'll see. Mikey don't know. We're going to we're going to get into it soon, I guess, right? We'll, we'll have to. Yeah, oh, yeah we're going to
3: have to get in. <laughs> we're taking a <an> scene <laughs> profit time out here in a minute. Yes, and uh, we'll do run some commercials, and then uh, after that, we'll come back and we'll talk about this whole used card dealio.
4: And we would love to hear what you guys think too. So if you don't want to call, that's fine. But share your comments. Hopefully, everybody no, on no, Facebook. No, no, they
3: got a but. We got a bunch of talkers out there. They oh, talk. Do they both. have no problem talking.
4: Talk. You need to get on the phone and then be on your Jeez. cell phone typing at the same time on Facebook. You need to do both.
3: Multitask, would yeah. you? What yeah. if you had to Double do it?
4: Yeah, pre- mm. Yeah,
3: exactly. Pretend you're at the dealership and you're working. Yes, I understand. So, um, yeah, so, all right. Let's go take a break and we'll be right back. See you in a few. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming back. And we're back. I was afraid you weren't, but you did. Anyway, and thank, thank you so much. Mikey thinks you too. Yeah. Let's get right down to the business, shall we, folks? Mm -hmm. We have Mrs. or Ms. Mabel Peralta, sales and leasing consultant at Volvo Cars, Glen Cove. Now, I believe she's the number one salesperson there, and I believe they are the number one Volvo store. I believe so, yes. In the region, country, state? Do we know? In the country, perhaps the
2: world. In the country,
3: and perhaps the world. That is phenomenal. Mabel, thank you for being with us. And we have Mr. (laughs) Jared McCreevy, the BDC manager at Four Seasons. Forward. Jared and Mabel, good yes, afternoon. Yes, sir. How you doing?
2: Pretty good. Fantastic, brother. You?
3: Oh, we're doing great here doing in Florida. Great. <laughs> great to have you guys here. And uh, and Jared, now you guys, you work with uh, with uh, Big Ben, huh?
0: Yeah. Big Ben like the clock down here at uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina, for season
3: four. Amen. Well, very cool, man. Well, good to have you guys on. And uh, Mike, he's going to start out the question. And guys, you know, feel, like I said, feel free to call in. Um, we have a call in, uh, about to hold actually, or do we have a call in Is Ron calling in or is he already called in Lou waiting? Waiting. Okay. So, all right, guys. All right. So we're going to have some call-ins and, uh, and welcome to the show guys. Absolutely. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
4: So let's get right into it. So, uh, I'll start with you Mabel and obviously Jared, Mm -hmm. you're welcome to uh, chime in after this. Uh, Maybe just share with us. Obviously, we know you're moving a lot of Volvos. You're moving a lot of cars in general, and so is your store. Uh, Why don't don't we just kick things off by – share with us some of your secrets, some of your tips to moving uh, used vehicles specifically, and uh, tell us what that looks like at your store.
2: Um, Well, we keep a really low uh, inventory because, you know, we're such a high-volume store that keeping a large – used car inventory isn't really feasible for us. We don't really have a lot of lot space, so we typically, whatever we get, we throw CPO on it, you know, nine times out of ten, it's a ball or anyway, and when I get customers in and they love the car, and immediately it gets down to price, because that's always where it goes down, and they always say, what can you do, what is the best price, and I'm quick to say, well, look, we mark these cars to sell, not to mark down. You know, mm-hmm. that's the price. You obviously you've been doing your research and you know that this car is priced accordingly. And if you don't believe me, I'll show you, you know, some stats. You know, right. this is how we market them across, you know, whatever the the New York area. And then they see that and then I'm like, What are things that you love about the car? And they start gushing about it, this that and I'm like, And what are things that you don't? And you need it oh, all well the price. I'm like, Well, I can't help you on price. Right. So, you know, and I start off there. And sometimes I get I get a little sassy and uh you know, I'll get people like, "Well, the car is uh thirty two thousand and I'm only willing to do nineteen so I'm <laughs> like, that's great, that's awesome. Uh, how are you gonna finance the rest right <laughs> oh,
4: <they're laughs> yeah. it's great for them, right
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah's like seventy two
3: thousand and I want to pay 1475, Seems 14 dollars Yeah. 75. How yeah, can I'm like, that's You, make what, that you know, I, I told. Or I'm walking.
2: <laughs> I told. Yeah, I told many people, like, that's a great down payment. Your monthly payment's going to be really low if you give me that. And they look <laughs> at me, dumb. and I'm just like, look, the car is not going to be here. You obviously been eyeballing my inventory. So you know that the car is here now, but in three days it's gone. And when you are really just kind of straight up without any BS, customers do appreciate that. But, you know, you, you have to also be courteous and, and be polite. Um, with Volvo as a brand, you know, we have a certain uh, certain standards that we have with our customers. So we really can't be like rumble, rough and tongue. You know, you got to be a little sure. finessing in there. But I still let my sassiness come out. And uh, once I'm done kind of like giving them the truth, I do a little wink. And then I'm like, let's go look at the car again. And I then they, they like the car. I know, <laughs> I,
3: I know Jared is known for his sassiness. Jared, that, that <laughs> precedes you almost, doesn't it, Jared?
2: <laughs> I definitely
0: have the sass. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with Mabel that you, you got to be upfront, honest with the people. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy when people come in looking at like she's had a thirty-two thousand dollars vehicle, and then all of a sudden, yeah, I might want to pay more than nineteen twenty grand. You know what I mean? Just be straightforward. You know, we're not going to get there. You know, you, yeah. you've been looking at in my inventory for a while. You know, I haven't had it for very long, and these cars are hot. They're moving quick, right? And with With the the hurricane, the market's going to be changing. The value is going to be going up. Your best bet to get it now before that happens. So you can say that you got an even better deal than those coming a week from now. Exactly. And just move forward.
4: Yeah. So, so a uh, quick question. So what do you guys think that that mentality uh, springs from? I mean, does it, do, do you guys think that there are a lot of dealers that maybe, um, not you guys, of course, cause it sounds like you, you know, you, you have no issue doing this, but do you think that there are a lot of people out there who maybe have an issue defending their internet price? Um, and so,
2: Oh, I, I absolutely. A lot yeah. has to do with experience and confidence. You know, a customer will smell a mile away if you don't have confidence. And right. once they know that, yeah, It's pretty much like a dog can know that you're scared of them. Once they sense that, it's over for you. Game over. You're not selling the car that day. It's not going to happen for you. So you have to be really assertive. Like, no, this is the price of the car. And you know what? I um, When I started out, I was that person where I'm like, oh, my God, but they really want the car. But they don't want to pay for it. And I had a manager tell me, no, you have to stick to your guns. We priced the car at this price. They came in on this price. So it's not like we're bait and switching them. They know the price of the car. Um, so obviously they want to make, they want to do business and it's not, they're They could go kick rocks. And once I got that embedded in my head, like, no, this is it. My confidence was dead on. And to this day, you know, even at this store, we do a lot of spots. You know, I had a customer, uh, almost two weeks ago, typically does not buy cars on the spot. He came in just to look and he ended up driving off with his car. And I was like, oh, my God, I I need to get myself a drink after that. I was like, get out. (laughs) But, you know, I was just very like, no, I'm not reducing the price. This is what it is. You could totally finance. But, you know, uh, the best is when they come and say, well, I'll pay you cash. Right. Like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Is that often? (laughs) Yeah, it is. They're like, well, Uh, what if I pay you cash? And I'm like, what if? Uh, you don't. I mean, it doesn't. You're better <laughs> off financing than you are paying cash if you're looking for a deal. Because if you pay cash, you're getting no deal.
3: Okay. Interesting. So I wonder. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, Jared, did, did you mention something about the hurricanes? Was that? Was that you? That you I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. How often do you get to use that line where you say, "Well, you know, because the hurricanes and such," and uh, you may want to jump on this. Is that? Is that like you have to wait for a major uh, natural uh, disaster? To use that line is that, or use uh, that often enough? Yeah. Some, well, people, I mean, some people aren't on uh, aren't, aren't up on current know, events. It, you might be able to use that more often than you think. You know, what I mean, like use that. Try using that in like January. Well, because of the hurricane, they'd be like, "Yeah, but it's January." Yeah, but the hurricane that we once had one time—remember that one one that we had? Yeah, all the cars right. are going yeah. there, buddy. And I mean,
5: it, <laughs> I mean the,
0: the downside is, I mean, it's not it's not to play on something that was tragic and horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, it's right, a, right. it's the fact of life that because of the amount of vehicles that were damaged in the hurricane in Texas, as well as the damage from vehicles in Florida as well. I mean, you guys still got hit pretty good down there in Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the the values, the the market demand for used cars is going up because so many got destroyed, you know, so the value is going to be affected. But I mean, you could use the markets changing because the market changes every single day. If I appraised your car today and then a week from now I appraised it, the value could go up or go down. Most likely it's going to go down. You know what I mean? But the market changes every single day.
6: Right.
3: Right. Um, we got a uh lou do we have a call on we have uh, is it ron ron garverick
6: yes sir how's everybody doing
3: hey ron how are you hey. and
6: Pat. well you know it just because it's raining here in texas doesn't mean we don't sell cars
3: that's right you, <laughs> you texas are a different breed you don't care what's going on you know now what, what part of the what part of the world are you calling in texas and then what dealership are you with we're here at uh
6: street volkswagen in amarillo texas
3: Okay. Oh, street. Yeah, I know street VW. I met um who do we, John Luciano. John Luciano, right? John yeah. Luciano. Very cool. Great guy. So uh, yes, sir. So what do you have to say now? The VW world now is that is now since you guys are important, kind of a niche, uh, if you will, um, what is that? What does used cars look like in your neck of the woods? What do you uh? What do you want to add to the conversation?
6: Well, with the used cars, you know, uh, we're up here in the in the truck world. So when you're thinking about Volkswagens, typically you don't think about, you know, buying up here in the Panhandle of Texas. But the thing that what we do is um, not only do we sell used trucks, but we also um, service them. Let's say, you know, someone's looking for a 2016 limited F-150 and their local Ford truck dealership doesn't have what they want. They're not willing to go and look for it. We got a program called the Car Catcher, and what we do is we go and find that vehicle for you. And it doesn't matter if it's in in Maine, it's down in in uh, Alabama. We will find it. We will transport it up here, and we will earn your business. And keep you as our customer. It doesn't matter. We don't just, you know, sell cars. We sell everything. Uh, If you're looking for a a Harley Davidson bike, we will find that for you. An RV, we'll find that for you. We just want to earn your business. But a boat.
4: I love that name, by the way. Car Catcher.
6: Yeah, and and we got a car catching (laughs) beagle, and and, when we do, when we do commercials, we got a car catching beagle, and I mean, oh, you got a dog. (laughs) You you know as our logo as our oh, yeah, as our mascot.
3: Lights Yeah, lights yeah. out. Lights out. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you got it. You got a cute little puppy. Ah, everybody loves the cute little dog.
6: <laughs> everybody loves the
3: cute, cute little puppy. So hey, let me. Um, you can stay in line, Ron. Obviously, I appreciate your input. Now, yeah. let me ask. Uh, I want to ask Jared something. When it comes to the inventory itself, the used inventory itself, what does Four Seasons do to actually make sure that the customer is able to see them, able to see what what you guys have? Is that? Um, spound on that for a sec.
0: You talking about like uh, like autotradercars like, Yeah, like yeah, like, like website, what are you, exactly? Like
3: what are, yeah, what are you Anything. guys doing to, to trap that customer's eyes to see what you actually got to offer in the first place?
0: Well, that's that's what we're doing is just the online marketing. Uh, I just got here Friday of last week, so I'm still in the process of figuring a lot of things out. You know, with Ben and his buddy JT who came down as well uh, to get this this store rolling in the right direction. And uh, they're, they're advertising online, cars.com, uh, we're not on Auto Trader, but, uh, you know, on our website, uh, AutoBitel and a few other, other companies out there to make sure that our inventory is kind of spread out enough for more people to see it and uh, to try to get as much traction as possible.
3: Okay. What about you, Mabel? What about
2: your store? Um, I mean, a lot of our used cars are trade-ins, mm. believe it or not. Um, and we do, uh, in my previous store, we, you know, obviously used to do the auctions and things like that, but... On, in this store in particular, it's a little bit different. We do have this internal thing called Volvo 360, which is uh, pretty much like an internal uh, kind of auction between the dealers. So if there's a car, if I know I have a customer that wants, you know, a, a brown XC70, you know, some people like it in the brown. And <laughs> if they want that car, I go into Volvo 360 wow. see who has it. Yeah, yeah I did that was joke. Was right. I missed a joke. The missed, the, the brown, yeah, you the did. Color,
4: the color of the Volvo. Uh-huh.
3: That's, that was it that was it that was it that was it she liked the brown. Color brown I don't
2: get it yeah some people like it and good. some people don't but uh, you know I could brown. go in there I don't know if I do yeah like I could go in there and be specific and say okay look this dealer has it and then I let the customer know like I found the car for you kind of like the car catcher thing but it's more internal um, but being that we are such a small lot and uh, again the turnaround time here is ridiculous I mean sometimes we sell cars before we even put them in inventory um wow. they just you know, they just come in and it's a quick revolving door. So we don't really need to use options here, things like that. And the previous stores that were a little less high volume, definitely we implemented that, you know, Mannheim and things like that. Um but here it's it's really different.
4: That's awesome. I believe we have another mm-hmm. caller on. Uh, we, uh Brad Pascal. Are you on the line with us?
5: Just want to go over to him hey, real quick. Up, what's up, Jared? Hey, hey, this is my How are you doing today? Doing great. Maybe, How about address you? Host, hey, um, maybe address the host you know, first,
3: uh, Brad. You know what I mean? You maybe. say hi to Jared. Like, maybe Hey, you like, know, hey, we're with we're, we're, hey, we're Jared, Chopped Jared's my,
5: Jared's my buddy, and, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I I, used to work at Street, so uh, so I totally know about the car catcher and everything they do over there. So, uh, no, I was just trying I, I to piggyback off of what Jared said is, you know, it's, it's attention that moves cars, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, that's, that's the thing is it that's basically what drives, what drives the cars off the lot is a lot of times you have these cars when they start getting old age, they're just not getting attention. Yeah. Um, and so you have to find various forms of attention and go where places where there's, uh, access of attention so you can, uh, pull that into your vehicles. So of course I work for LotLink so we do. We we kind of focus on that, but I also saw a new product at Digital Dealer that I kind of wanted to mention to you guys because they're taking beta opt-ins. Mm-hmm. It's called Ven Voyager, and it's pretty cool. It actually sends your cars out to like let go and offer up, and all those apps on the phone where people are shopping for things.
4: Yep,
5: and they're all integrated with those. So it's kind of new; no one else is really mm-hmm. doing it in the market yet. Yeah, and so I thought that was idea. kind of cool, and I wanted to share because they're taking uh, they're taking betas to to get that rolling. I think it's VinVoyager.com dot yeah. com where you can sign up for a beta It doesn't cost anything. But I thought that was kind of cool, where yeah. you know you you kind of have to watch where the attention moves and how it moves uh, to different apps and different places. And uh, you know, definitely it's on those apps and Facebook and other places like that right now.
4: Yeah, the attention's
5: definitely a shameless there. plug.
3: Yeah. That was that was horrible. <laughs> was let you, was I, was I, fu- hey, again. I let time. you do it. I full-on let you do it. It's
5: called Vin Voyager, and it's I actually don't have anything Voyager. to do with them. I, I just saw it and thought it was really cool. All right. Yeah. Well, so, good, uh, good on I you then. Want,
3: hey, you might want to give them a call. They may owe you <laughs> something. Because I remember he's, right. like, he's like, what was nah, the name?
5: Hey, Tommy, you know me, man. I don't take referrals. All I take is Bobcats, you know?
3: You're, yeah, you're a cheap date. I understand. That's cool. We appreciate it. So and let me ask everybody a question. I was looking through some automotive news, like I usually do, as um as you do. As I peruse the, the 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 car tabloids and so forth. I was looking at automotive news and we're talking about the used only model for um for the bigger groups and so forth. And we're talking about um it can be lucrative but costly. Um and you talk about the big dealer groups you know like your auto nations your Penske's and so forth yeah and it was curious what I, what I highlighted if you and you did highlight it there was it is. Uh, now Penske automotive intends to double the number of its used locations within the next 24 months so is there something in the water do they know something we don't I mean obviously when you're big when you're big you know multinational conglomerations they're getting on board with something there's you know there's something to be said there hmm. um, you guys have any insight on that? Sure. I'm not mine. What's that? What
0: was that guy? Sorry, I missed, I missed that last part. I had a customer coming up to me.
3: Oh, You guys <laughs> and your working car deals while you're trying to. I love it. I love it, That's and I awesome. hate it all at the same time. How dare we? Yes, I know. <laughs> you will be a dedicated guest to this show, or I will. You know, whatever. But um, <laughs> no, we were just talking about some of the big, like Penske's looking to literally double their amount of used car specific dealerships. Uh, I think in the next 24 months, um, That's is there something locations. now? Yeah, was well, did I say double or is that was what, the 24?
4: You said in the next 24 months. That's a they're lot. They're going to double in the next 24 months. They're, they're going to be
3: moving a lot of used cars. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, is there something in the water? Is there something we don't know about? Are you guys? What's the? What's the? What's the? You know, beat the on the street. About? Talk to me. What's going on I mean, with
0: that? Well, I mean, isn't there isn't there articles left and right talking about these new companies coming out that are trying to, to do internet only or like vendors right. like Carvana where they're selling used cars yes. left and right? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be a ploy to kind of take over that market where they won't be successful? You know, that way, you know, Penske and whatnot can be successful by, you know, owning the market, having specifically just a used car store that caters to the public and provides a phenomenal experience. Right. You know what I mean? Because if, yep. if companies like Carvana become the, the mainstream, then what does that mean for the rest of us?
4: Yeah, that's an interesting yeah. point. One of the things we were going to uh, get into is w- what you guys think about how e-commerce could potentially affect this used car market. Because not only do you have the Carvanas, but you've got all kinds of stuff out there um, where where people are thinking about and experimenting with some of this online sales process and, and, and do you guys have any experience with that yourselves in your market competitors yourself and, and if either way what do you what do you think about that
2: Um, I mean I, I, go go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, you know really it's weird it, it really all depends on how it's approached I mean Volvo right now we're going to be doing that with new cars
5: mm-hmm.
2: where uh, and we started doing that with the V90 where pretty much you could just order your car online Okay. Um but you know you still need kind of that human touch somehow and I could see how uh, things like Carvana I could see how that is appealing mm-hmm. but you know you you need someone You need a human, basically. You need someone there to kind of be like, cool, you got your car, let's go through it quickly. Um, You also need someone on the service side to make sure that, you know what, these cars are in tip-top shape. Because if I'm not mistaken, I just read that Carvana has been selling cars that have open recalls, which in a typical dealership, that wouldn't really happen, you know? Um, A lot of dealerships will not. If it has an open airbag recall or whatever the case is, those cars don't see the light of day on the lot. Hmm. So yeah it's a catch-22 i'm not quite sure exactly how i feel about it on one side i'm like all for it on the other side i think logistically how is this going to affect the customer how is this going to be with the car itself being Mm -hmm. that it's a used unit you know there's a lot of things that could go wrong with it and is it going to be certified is it not going to be certified yeah yeah
4: yeah and what do you guys feel about the the used car customer i know we have a lot of talk nowadays about the customer experience So, Jared, why don't I pose this to you? Um, I I know you just mentioned you got it four seasons, so you can reference other experience if you want. But um, in terms of the way that you handle used cars customers, how how does that look? Um, Do you guys uh, what does that process look like for you guys?
0: For me, you know, kind of what you said with the user experience. I think, and I was going to ask Mabel this question earlier. You know, because she said that you know she was that one person. You know, when she first started, where you know, customer went to the price and she couldn't hold it very well, and her manager said, "No, you gotta stick into it." Right? I'm a firm yeah. believer that if if you become the professional, if you know your product, right, and you make the process as quick and easy as possible, that customer is going to be one more willing to say yes, buy on the car, at you know at sticker price, at MSRP, whatever the car is that you're selling. You know what I mean? And they're going to pay you more money for doing it. Right, because the better experience that you provide and the better you are at your job, the better you're going to be. And I was going to ask Mabel, did you notice that as you became the professional, as you became the Volvo expert and you started yeah. being, you know, direct and standing your ground, did you find it easier, one, to start selling Volvos more often, you know, with a higher gross, um, mm-hmm. you know, and making more money? I mean, did you did you feel that was the case?
2: Yes, yeah, I totally did. You know, so it, I, it, that's- yeah, it helps.
0: I was gonna say that—that's really what I feel. That, you know, every dealership should be looking towards is. I think that we skip a lot of steps when selling cars, and automatically, salespeople go right to the price, right? Because it, in order to earn business, that's the easiest thing to do is to give up the profit, right? So you yeah. know, I'll just drop my pants and give the car away, and mm-hmm. that's just skipping a ton of steps. But mm-hmm. if we hold them accountable to doing a song and dance in the very beginning, providing a phenomenal experience. They're going to notice one. They're selling more cars. Customers, their closing ratio is going to go up, right? And the customer is going to be willing to pay them more money for doing it because it was seamless and it was easy and it was fun. Right.
2: Correct. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you have to show the value of the car first and foremost, you know, and you have to give excellent customer service, even if you're selling. Like I I told uh, a few of my salespeople from a previous um, dealership. If you're selling a $2,000 car or you're selling an $80,000 car, it doesn't matter. You have to give 110% customer service because they will pay for that. They will pay for your for your service. Now, if you're just like, whatever, this car it is what it is, yeah, they're going to try to nickel and dine you. Like, why should I buy the car from you? You don't even care. <laughs> you're treating me kind of crappy. You know, like, no. And that's how customers tell me. I could have bought this car elsewhere and paid thousands less. But we like you, and we like how you are, so we decided to stick with you. And that right there, I'm like, thank you, because I appreciate it. <laughs> <And on top laughs>
6: of I do appreciate it. <laughs> and on top of that, it doesn't matter what the price is as long as they like you.
2: It, exactly. it could be like
6: $2,000 more, but yeah. since you developed that relationship with that customer, and you're not just wanting to sell them that vehicle, but you want the, to sell them every vehicle that they're looking and purchasing, and they, yeah. and they tell their friends and family about. Exactly. It all pays off in the end.
2: I mean, I've been at this store now. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a month next week, and within the first two weeks, I already had two customers from my previous dealership drive more than two hours to buy second cars for me.
3: Wow, that's fantastic. I was, was gonna say, speak um, out, if one of y'all want to speak on that for a second, because I would, you know, when you said, you know, they'll pay a couple more grand because they like you. Um, yeah, is that true? I mean, they'll pay. I mean, somebody will come out of their pocket. I mean, have we we fooled ourselves as salespeople to think we're that good that, oh, they'll pay them a couple more grand if they like me and and the customer experience is there? Yeah.
0: Well, with the... So here's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Good. I was going to say, here's here's an experience for you, Tommy, that, that I had personally. When I was selling GMCs in Maine and I had the pager, GMC guy, and all that stuff, I was using the internet, social media to generate traffic, you know, to build my own my own business, my own book of business, and try to get as much repeat and referral business as possible. Literally, right across the street, I could throw a stone, off, not even a hundred yards, and I could hit Chevy. Right there was a Chevy building dealership, opposing company, right across the street, and I had people constantly, and I didn't always want them back, you know, but because Chevy is less expensive than a GMC, but more often than not, I had people literally leave the GMC dealership because they wanted to see what Chevy had to offer. And Chevy typically had more rebates, and they had a lower price point starting out, right? They would go across the street, and within 15 minutes, in most cases, sometimes within an hour or even the next day, people would be back to buy my more expensive GMC pickup Mm -hmm. because of the experience that I provided. And I'm typically $1,500 more expensive right out the gate. Mm
6: -hmm. And, Jared, did you do that by, by showing the value of the vehicle?
0: 100%. Because yep. we also had a Chevy store as well, but it was over an hour away. So a lot of the times we would have Chevy, like, fairly newer pre-owned Chevy trucks on the lot that I could compare and show differences on the vehicles. Like, this is my GMC here. This is what you're getting with the, quote, unquote, professional grade, right? And this is what you're getting with Chevy. And Chevy's not a bad product, you know, but it's more of a value line than GMC. GM's kind of the higher grade, right? And this is what you're getting for it. And I built I built the value in that product as well as in the service that I provided. And a lot of the times, they would go to another dealership and get a salesperson that had that attitude like, here's a truck if you want it, let me know If not have a good day, and didn't care.
5: Yep.
4: Hey, guys, what do you think about this? We, we just got a comment that came in on Facebook from Diane Uzelak. She says, as long as it isn't more than the advertised price. Um, what do you think about that?
2: I mean, it, all, it, it really all depends on what car you're talking about, too. You know, there's certain cars that you can't get. Like, for example, uh, and I'm talking in new car terms, we just came out with a 2018 XC60. Mm-hmm. Those cars are kind of hard to find. So if you're going to come, and I've had customers like, I want this, I want that, and I'm like, that's great, but that doesn't exist. So it's either you build it and you pay that price or you or you don't, and this is the way it is. And I could understand where she's coming from with that. You know, certain stores have that one price pricing guideline I guess. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of pros and cons to that. But yeah, I, I I agree. Like it shouldn't be more than the average price. But, you know, you also have to understand supply and demand. Is this a really highly sought after car? Is this a unique car? You know, or are the wheels on this car the only wheels and the states? Or is the is the uh the inlay the only inlay that are that's here. So there's a lot of different factors to that. And sometimes customers fail to realize that. Like they want a specific car and they don't want to pay more but it's like you know you want a unicorn; it's not going to happen. So that's, right.
5: that's me. I like the unicorns. I think, I think yeah. they were talking
0: about the advertised price of the vehicle. So if they say like you're looking right. at like we just got in a beautiful 2010 Shelby GT500, right, yeah. with like thirty something, like thirty two thousand miles on a beautiful car, right? I saw that. If we have advertised, I'm just going to throw a random number out there. It, yeah. If we had advertised for thirty grand, and somebody came in and all of a sudden we're like, no, it's thirty five. Then that's where you have an issue, you know. Yeah, they, no, you, that that's right. that,
2: that's definitely wrong, and you're doing an injustice not only to your customer but to your store if you're going to pull those right. kind of uh, that kind of rapport with them. Because if you have advertised for a certain amount, you have to honor that, you mm. know, unless you did something spectacular, like guess why rebuild the tranny. Okay, I understand, but so you should definitely change your advertising. Um, mm, right. And I've had people come in like, well, this card's advertised for this much, and you know what? It's happened to me where. I've made a mistake. I've quoted the customer a certain number, and then when it came down to do the deal, it was actually higher. But again, because I build value into the car, I build value into myself and the dealership, they've been like, all right, that's fine. Mm. And, um, you know, meanwhile, deep down inside, I'm dying. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to leave the deal. But I pull it off, and they're like, it's okay. And I'm like, really? And <laughs> hey, you've
6: got to be completely honest with your customer, too. Yeah. Um, you know, they're going to go, and they're going to ask you. They're, they already seen this car online. They already came mm-hmm. to your dealership. They're going to ask you, how much is this car? If you give them the wrong price, because they already know the price. They already looked online. If you give them the wrong price, they can't trust you. You've got to be completely honest with your customer 100% of the time.
2: There yep,
3: you do. You, you definitely do. Let's, let's let's read some social media, Lou. If you want to scroll back to the beginning, if you could, bro, all the way back to the beginning, if you would. There, no, no, okay, not that crazy. <laughs> go down a little bit. And, and real
0: quick, can, can, it? I, yeah. can I touch base real quick, Tommy, on uh, like the whole Carvana and whatnot and the automated process? You know, and actually, we're getting, actually, we're getting a Carvana. Comment, you know, Kevin
3: we're getting a Carvana literally five Night. minutes from the office. Just for yeah. the record, they're building it. It's like Night. a tower of Babel.
0: Very nice. Well, I just wanted to reference, you know, like Kevin Campbell and a few other people mentioned that you need to have a humanized process, right? You know, Mm -hmm. and and I and I kind of think of Walmart. When you walk into Walmart, they have that speedy checkout where you check yourself out, and then they have three out of forty registers open, right? And I always see those three out of the forty registers are always packed full of people in there waiting to go through and actually be checked out by somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Versus the self checkout, there's normally only a few people there. Right, so same idea with cars, in my opinion. There are going to be people that are going to want to try it out, they're going to want to do it. But I think the majority of people do want, like some people said, a humanized process where they can actually talk to somebody because they're not the experts at buying a car. So they want to know that they can talk to somebody that can answer Mm -hmm. their questions and provide that experience.
3: Well, I think you have to cut it it somewhere. Like when you go to Walmart, you talk about, you know, you're going to get a good price, three out of the 40 lines are open, and there's also nobody that knows anything about anything that happens in that store if you needed to find something. (laughs) Like a, it's magic that no one in a Walmart ever knows where anything ever came from, where that product originated from, where they might have it in a, what aisle it might be And you be could in. be standing right next to that aisle. It's like impressive. impressive. Right there, and they're bullsy. like, I don't know. I can't help you, sir. I can't yeah. help impressive. you. And you're like, well, I'm at Walmart. What do you expect? You know what I mean? The customer experience. Like, well, I came here yeah. for cheap prices. I didn't come here for the, the customer experience. <laughs> you know, that's true. Uh, right. So, okay. Good points, guys. So let's uh, let's read some social media. When um, Let's see. Lou, move down past Mike Phillips here, buddy. There is still, Mike Phillips uh, said, there is still higher profit in used cars versus new. These large companies see that. We're going to talk about the uh, uh, the big dealer group uh, going into the more used car model. These large companies see that each company can dictate its pricing versus having the manufacturer dictate the pricing for them. Yeah. Great point. Uh, Clinton Bramlett, one price is okay as long as there is profit built into the price it's okay okay i, I guess uh, what he's saying the one price model works as long as there's plenty of profit built into that one price model uh kimberly murphy miller price is only an issue in the absence of value amen you want to read uh, ivan
4: ivan velasquez he looks like he says as profit in new cars gets lower and lower dealers will pay close attention to used cars moreover they will increase their profit not just in the used car itself, but also in F&I and service department. Used cars can be a gold spot for dealers.
5: Hmm.
3: What else we got? Uh, And by
4: the way, going back to that one price real quick, uh, I just wanted to see what a couple of you guys think. Uh, Start with Jared. Um, I don't know if any of you have a one price store in your market, but do you feel... Because um, I know you guys, I, I don't believe any of you guys operate in that model. Do you guys feel that if you have one of those in your market, that um, you know your strategy is essentially that you can, you know, look at their advertised price and undercut? I mean, do you feel that there's a difficulty there with that model? Um, what do you guys think? I,
0: I, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's a difficulty with it. I know you know one of the big names in the industry is Mike Davenport. You know, at Chevy Store, where they're they're yeah. one price, right? And and he, he builds a ton it. of value, right? like he, he crushes it in terms of value and he can't sell it for any more than than what they advertise as their one price right mm-hmm. i i don't think that you need to be the lowest price to sell the car right and that's why you know like kimberly said like i said and like mabel said it you know as long as you're providing value people will pay you more money you know for the service that you provide knowing that they're being taken care of that everything's up front and transparent right and it, they're in and out as quick as possible i mean yeah. one of the biggest yeah. things that people complain yeah. about is their time spent at the dealership oh right?
4: yeah that's a great point
0: and, the, and the, to touch base on, you know, the profit that like Kevin Campbell said that there's no profit, I think if you take the car in right, if you look at it and you appraise it based on the market value, what it, what it should come in for and what you can sell it for, and you take it in right, and it doesn't need as much through the shop, you shouldn't have to sell it for less just because you own, own it for less, right? You should still be able to sell it for market value. Mm-hmm. That's the same idea, if you take it in and it takes more through the shop, than than you thought it would take, and now you own it for more than the market, I still think you need to sell for the market value, Mm -hmm. not to price Mm -hmm. it, you know, three or four grand above the market just because you need to make profit, right? Kind of take, take your weapons when you can and take your profits when you can and keep moving forward.
2: Sure. Agreed.
6: Talking about. And it goes back to the customers. are They do their research. So, yes. uh, I mean, you can go to Cars Guru. You can go to NADA or, or Kelly Blue Book and look and see where the fair market value is on those vehicles. So, and it, it, you know, if you're not making a profit on, on the front, you can always make it up on the back.
4: That's a great point. Yeah, and, of which, and, you,
6: and show the value on the back end. Why it's important to buy an extended service contract. Why it's important to buy GAP and your tire ding and dent and windshield. So either way, you can make money throughout the whole store. Not rip somebody's head off, but you know, keep the lights on. You don't you don't have to rip somebody's head off because in the long run, they're going to know when they trade the vehicle off and don't buy GAP insurance in their, their $5,000 tank. They're going to know, yeah. you know what, they ripped me off over there at Street Volkswagen. So if you give them a fair deal and, and show them the value of the back-end products, you're building a relationship because if that vehicle breaks down, they're going to know they can come to your store and get it fixed. And, and yeah,
2: you know, and, you know, right. and it's uh, I set up all my customers like that. When they buy pre-owned, I let them know immediately, like these are the aftermarket products that we have. And when they question it, I'm like, look, I myself have a used car. When I bought it, I bought CPO. I got tire and wheel. And sometimes they're like, you did. And sometimes it's like, oh, you're just telling me that. And I'm quick to show them my car. I'm like, look, it's a show car. It wins awards. But guess what? Each rim is almost $2,000. So hmm. I need to get that tire and wheel. And then I go into, you know, I go deeper into it. And then when they go to F&I, they're ready. And nine times out of 10, yeah, they buy everything pretty much.
3: I don't know if she did you that know? on purpose, but you you, 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 you did that little that little hook, you're like, yeah, I drive it. It's a show car, and I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, yes. why, why, why? It now is. Now I want to see a picture of it, so you're going to you have to put it on, it's be to put on the Auto Do Live Facebook page. You have to I show mean, a it's, picture
2: it's, it. I mean, it's, uh, it's called a torque wagon for a reason. It's a station wagon with 325 horsepower <laughs> wow. under its hood. No kidding. Yeah. What kind of a station wagon? A Volvo, of course. Oh, you know it's a oh, Volvo. stupid. Oh, of I don't course. Know why I yeah, it's, uh, it's a 2012 xc 70 T6 Platinum with Polestar. There's way too many numbers there for me. I yeah,
3: that three times <laughs> sounded like a spaceship. It's awesome. Yeah, it's
2: got a custom MagnaFlow dual exhaust. It's got BBS wheels. It's black on black. You like that? It's, uh, you like that? Right? Yeah, it's it's a ninja car. I want that's to see awesome. the ninja
3: car. All right, yeah, you have to put a uh, uh, yeah. you have to put a picture on for our, for our fans. <laughs> <We've got to laughs> I see will. It it. I will. I see one of our one of our producers is shaking his head. He was getting all excited oh, about he it. He He's it. like, I want to see that the <laughs> the speed
2: wagon. Yeah. No. Uh, that's it awesome. is i i uh, I love it especially when i when I roll up to like the younger kids and they're like Subarus and they're Audis and you know they're little Hondas, and I get right next to them, I look at them, they look at me You they're like really a station wagon, and I just take off and it's a <laughs> great feeling
3: i am imp- the cops I'm- love me too <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is interesting and in quit uh, i Hold on.
4: It is, Sorry. it is. And, and by the way, I wanted to go back here real quick. Um, there was something mm-hmm. interesting said uh, a really? little bit while ago. Really? Um, we are talking about the uh, buying experience for used cars. And uh, one of you guys, I, I don't remember who it was, but you brought up uh, the time in the showroom and how important that is to customers. Mm-hmm. How is it that you guys, uh, and, and maybe we'll start with you, Mabel, since, since we're already... Uh, Talking, uh, how is it that you guys at your store optimize that process and speed it along for a used car? Because we all know that that transaction is different. So, um,
2: what is it, um, it all it, it all starts before they get into the showroom. So once you get once you have that communication with the customer and you know they're coming in, you have to set that expected timeline, and you have to let them know. Okay, look, uh, this car is available. I let them know like. This car is available for viewing, immediate delivery. So if you like it, this is what's going to go. This is what's going to happen. By the way, I'm going to send you a carded app. So, you know, print it out, fill it out at your leisure. So when you're here and you like the car, it's already done. Mm. And you just have to be realistic with their time and ask them, like, what is your timeline? Do you just want to come by and take a look at it? Or is this something that you want to take home tonight? Mm. And once they tell you, like, I want to take it home today, right, you know, as soon as you hang up the phone, Get all your ducks in a row. Make sure that car is, is clean. If you're in a state that the car has to get inspected, make sure that car is inspected. Make sure that if it's a CPO car, that paperwork is in order. Let your F&I person know, hey, this might be a spot. Get all your ducks in a row. So when they test drive the car and they're like, I like it, all you need to do is say, okay, I just need your uh, insurance card so I could call your insurance, have the seat, make yourselves at home. It's going to probably be an hour to two, or if you want, go take lunch, you know, and we'll be ready. Um, our, my store right now is very quick like that, and t- basically from cradle to grave, you come in, you like the car, you like, you know, everything's going great. You're in and out in less than three hours.
4: What about you, Jared?
0: That's, I mean, that's that's kind of I'm, I'm along the same process again. New here at this store, you know, so that's one mm-hmm. of the things that that I know Ben and his buddy JT are working on in the showroom mm-hmm. is, and the ownership is on board with that as well. Is trying to get people in and out of the showroom as fast as possible. Not because we don't care about them. We don't want them to have quality experience, but because we know people don't want to spend all day, right? And I, I tell customers that maybe it's wrong with me, you know, and somebody can, you know, and tell me and yell at me for it. But I tell customers all the time, and I think it humanizes it for them. I say, you know what? I know you don't want to be here all day. I don't want to be here all day either. And I'm paid to be, you know what I mean? So I don't want to keep you here all day either, you know? So do everything we can to be upfront. And like she said, get your ducks in a row. If you're going to show a car and somebody's coming in on it, make sure it's ready to go. It doesn't have to necessarily be pulled up front. But make sure it's got fuel in it, so it doesn't slow down the process. Make sure it starts. Make sure it's clean and presentable, right? Get as much information as you can from them over the phone. That way, when they get in, you only need a few things, and you can move the process along. And a lot of people don't do that. They slow the mm-hmm. process down because that's what they've been taught. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? The longer you know, the you you sell on the on your feet and you sell, or whatever. I don't know the whole analogy, but it's ridiculous how much people try to slow it down. Mm-hmm. You know, to make the customer sit in the dealership for two, three, four, five hours
2: that's ridiculous yeah
0: right they're 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 getting they're getting you know upset they're getting frustrated and then if you can't get them to where they want to be guess what they're going to go down the street and even if they're going to pay more down the street for the car if they can get in and out of the dealership down the street in 5 10 15 minutes or an hour they're going to do it just because you made them sit there for four five six hours at your dealership
3: that's a great yeah. point meet them where
4: they are in the sales process
3: Mm-hmm. But see, I always wonder too. Like, I mean, if we I, overestimate the importance of stuff like that, only because—and I'm just saying from my, you know, personal experience. Like, if it takes a few hours, but I'm only doing it once every few years, uh, or or you know, once every couple, three, four years, you know, how important is that? I, you know, I'd rather get everything right, get a good deal, and then make sure everything's, you know, everything's done. If it took a Saturday, it took a Saturday. You know what I mean? Is but is that? Are we in a day and age where people are just more? you know, instant gratification minded and they're, everything's super fast so are they just ready to have things work faster or is that, is that yeah, real? Yeah,
2: and and we, the, the thing is that people have lives, you know, if I have a customer coming in on a Saturday and I've had customers like this, they have their kids, they have soccer practice, they have a whole bunch of other things and dealership is really busy, it's easier for me and it'll be better for me if I make sure that everything is streamlined beforehand so when they get here, they know exactly how much time they're going to spend and even if I, I see like, oh my God, it's going over time, guess what? I'll just grab a car and say, let's go out for coffee. Let's, you know, I'll entertain them. Because Otis... the last thing I want is for them to, is to sit there and just be bored. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick them
3: out. My, cookies. If you've got Otis Spunkmeyer Cookies, apparently that covers a multitude of sins. I'm just letting you know. I think
0: so. <laughs> One well, let, me, let me ask a question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let, let me ask a quick question. What is this? If, if a customer is ready to buy, they said, yes, I mm-hmm. want to buy. salesperson filled up the you know, paperwork and they're waiting on finance. Stereotypically, right? Stereotypically, where is the salesperson and where is the customer?
2: Uh, the customer is at the
0: desk and the salesperson's yeah. hiding.
2: Correct. And that's not how I do things. <laughs> right. I literally will sit there and I will gab your ear off. By the time we're done, I know your life story. You know my life story. We've made dinner plans. I mean, it's crazy right. because we got I don't want them <laughs> Well, we, well, I, we, I talk fast,
6: so it happens. No. What we do over here at Street, what we do over here at Street is, we know it's going to take fifteen minutes or less for finance to get ready to get the paperwork done. That gives us the salesman the opportunity to introduce the customer to the service department, set up their thirty-day yep, check-in, go mm-hmm. ahead and get their their uh, their oil change, their first oil change scheduled for them, take it toward to. The service department, you know, show them the facility in, in back there, show them how the guys work back there, bring them on to parts, introduce them to the parts uh, counter and, and let them know, hey, you know, you can buy all your parts here, you, your Volkswagen merchandising, everything like that, and then introduce them to the general manager. Our general manager comes out, talks to them, uh, builds a relationship with them. You know, most of the time we're we're big on radio over here. They're like, "Hey, we heard you on the radio," so they'll talk for a little bit. By that time, the finance manager is ready to walk in and say, "Hey, uh, I'm here to do your paperwork. Would you follow me?" And it and within less than thirty minutes, they're in and out of the finance department, going into the, the to the, the delivery bay, so a delivery specialist can show them all the new features of their vehicle.
3: Ron, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do so, sir?
6: You can reach me here at Street Volkswagen, or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, I'm always online. You guys can get a hold of me anytime, or you can call me on my cell phone, 806-922-6141.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We are out of time, and we uh, we appreciate it. Mabel, um, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to give oh, your, you're welcome. Give us your, quick, uh, your contact info quick. Let's see how fast you can talk. You
2: you could just look me up, hashtag the number one Volvo Girl. Um or you can reach me at five one six twenty one Volvo. Um that is my direct line. So awesome. I'm yeah.
3: (laughs) Well thanks for joining the conversation today. Great job. We appreciate you. Wish you continued success. Thank you. And then Mr. Jerry McCreevy, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, sir, how can they do so?
5: Yes, sir. Jared
0: McCreevy on Facebook, Jay McCreevy on Twitter, Uh, or they can reach me on my cell, 207-710-7412. I'm glad to help out anybody, answer any questions, or provide advice on anything I can.
3: Guys, Mm -hmm. thanks so much for being with us today. Great job. We appreciate y'all. Thank you. And wish you continued success. Have a great uh, October. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. You too. Thank you. You Bye. Bye. So we got everybody we uh great conversation we appreciate it by now mm-hmm. i know we told you villa and cribs were going to be somewhere in the world skyping in hopefully and, and it looks are. like uh, i think they're excuse me saw stall, stall. <laughs> i have to stall <laughs> <laughs> that's correct my to me these guys with their uh, so anyway well that's all right anyway but um, honestly it was a great
4: show great show a lot of really talented guests and uh, smart people and I, I tell you that Mabel, I didn't
3: honestly I didn't know the phones ringing I didn't pick it up I didn't know um, it's interesting that both of them I know they, they had worked somewhere else but Mabel right. had only been with her place for a month right um, Jared has only been where he's at now for a month mm-hmm. and at the end of the day um, what they're they're on so they, and it's not like they do a great job and, and Mabel's pretty impressive and I want to see the, the the station wagon when she gets well, her, yeah we're on guys throw it on okay <laughs> Tron the station wagon. Hey guys, you would allow us to make I think we on. So what are you talking
1: about? We're live. Okay. So I, the the very first thing I'm gonna to bring up and bring out when it comes to the trade, I'm gonna proactively say to them right shortly into the call. I'm gonna say, Hey, do you happen to have a vehicle that we could make you an upper on? And the for that, and I might if if they say yes right away, or if they say, Well, you know, I'm thinking about. Here, let me share with you why. Because this, I know we're a little bit off the beaten path, but I can assure you, Mr. and Mr. Customer, this is where our dealership wins every single time.
3: The king, Cribs, doing his thing. So
1: how do you you present that to a customer, though? Remember what we talked about earlier about being sold and looking for those things that you can call that customer with, with confidence and know? Right? I'm going to know that. I'm going to know that we pay more than anyone else. Right? I'm going to be able to say that with confidence. And then I'm going to say, even Mr. Cuthbert, I'll even share with you what's going on here in our in our pre-owned department. Let me take the let me let so me say you do this. You're still on the phone. It's okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So, so so let me let me ask you this before we is Chris is on fire. No, keep going. Keep just stay burnt right here. Just Burn like an Olympic torch. <laughs> so here's here let me ask you guys a question. A <laughs> couple of questions. Before we take a break. A hey, we're on air. We're on Auto Live. What's up, guys? We're in Killeen, Texas, and we have half of Clio Bay Subaru and pre-owned here, and with the other half uh, tomorrow. And I uh, just want to say, I think who, who's the top sell person? in the world? Oh, we got three hands going up. All right. Um, so we're just talking, We're just wrapping up the part about how to own the phone. So I want to get another question in, and I want you to kind of keep going because I think a lot of this are intertwined. So I think that a lot of this intertwined See, this is an example, in my opinion, of of a universal script. Right? Of the car business this is a universal script that you went and you ate at one point. And every once in a while you add some stuff to it. I mean, you're not talking about pintos and rubber bumpers anymore. Right? But you, but you got, you know, you're, you're, you, in, you, you ate it. And so my question is taking all of that and bringing it in. What do you, what do you guys, what are some of the challenges that you might run into commonly on phone? What's an objection that you think pops up instantly? Let's say you're calling a two year old customer or three year old customer something. Who wants to? Who, who could do a quick like just example? If I if I acted like I was you and and, and you just gave me the objection as a customer, who would be comfortable doing that? Okay, so who are you? At? Charles. 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 All right, Charles. So I'm I'm go ahead. I'm you. You're the customer. So so I'm calling you up. I don't know exactly. One of you guys know what you guys are saying on the phone when you're calling your old customer. Hey, this is hey, this is Daniel Cleo Bank. Go ahead, Hall, Go ahead. This is Hawk with Cleo Bank. Hey, Charles, how are you? What's what's name? Charles. Hello, what's it going, buddy? Oh, good. Who is this? this is off the field Subaru. Okay, oh, yeah. How you doing? It's wonderful. Of <laughs> Strauss, good time to talk to you right now, Charles?
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I got, wonderful. That. I got some great news, Charles. you still own that Subaru 2014? Nah, i just <laughs> Okay, there's, there's your question. I to go, right? I yeah. just yeah. trained you. <laughs> so, this? If, Chris ever, hey, if Chris ever comes to this one, then it's going to be out do you, you want a challenge there? Because I have told someone with a $10. dollars you got chicken crap handed to you, so now you so, got a real- way to make the chicken. Well, wait. Honestly, in this case, probably not a lot you can do. What I'm really going to go for in this particular call is probably a referral. Um, go for it. Man. Because, hey, Charles, you just traded your 2014 uh, Subaru Outback, right? Yeah. What did you buy? Yeah, I bought a 2017 Forester. Oh, congratulations, man! That's awesome. Where'd you get it from? I got it from Georgia. Great. Did They treat you right. Yeah, they treat you Okay. Did you attempt to get a price from us, by the way? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, that's one of the reasons I was calling you because you know I, I know you just traded, and I don't want to you know make you feel bad. We were just we're we're really searching for 2012 to 2015. The market's gone up a lot. We're 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 paying a little bit more. Um, but I know that your deals are. I'm, you know, I'm really happy that you got a new vehicle. But by the way, is there anyone else right now? Because our dealership is about we're about 20 units away from hitting an all-time record. Is there anyone you can think of, maybe in the family or a friend, that's been talking about a new car because it may be an opportunity? Well, um, some of the people at work have been giving me compliments on my car. Okay, great. All right. So do me a favor. Let me ask you this. You you you've obviously bought here before. You're comfortable, You're familiar with our dealership, right? Okay, so you would recommend us to to someone like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Do me a favor. Give me a. Go ahead Look and give him. me the.
3: Yeah, Look at him. He's doing it. Work? He's doing. He's doing. Okay. Get a referral. Like a I like Cribbs's shirt. Look at him. I can't see it. Which one? I'm sorry. <laughs> Chris, you see him? Oh yeah. Chris got What's it, Jesse's line? Well, guys, they're doing. They were doing their thing in Texas. They actually they let us kind of break in. They had cheeky. Hey
1: Tommy. Before we let you guys go, yeah, I want to. I want to. Sure, Lou. I'll make sure you guys. uh tag some of these guys if they want to be. If you guys don't want to be, but tag them. So some of the guests, if you guys are watching today, make sure you just let, let uh, Charles know and, and, and Hawk and these guys that they did a good job. You guys you guys want to give anybody want to get tagged on Facebook or anything like that? Sure. Where, how, how did they re- What's that? The Coach Wilson. The Coach Wilson. Wilson. B.L. Hawkins. B.L. Hawkins. Anybody else? No, thank you, sir. <laughs> All right.
3: Hey, thank you, guys. Anonymous. All right, guys. We'll see you right. guys Take care. Have a good flight. We'll see you soon. So it. that's it. So that's the end of the show. You got a little, little bit of, little bit of car guy training at the end, right there.
4: We'll taste of that. That was good.
3: Look like that was good. Gonna I'm gonna go ask a for a fun. referral now. Um, <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for being with us. Um, next week should be back. No, what upcoming shows we got, uh, at Mikey? Oh, we man, got we've some got cool some cool shows.
6: Mikey, let
4: them know. Oh, yeah, we've got some really good shows. Next week, we touched on it a little bit. We're going to get a full show on the Carvana experience is what we're calling it. And I think you guys get the gist of that. We're going to get into that next week. It's going to be a great show. Of course, Villa and Cribs will be back. Uh, after that, we've got Millennial Talk. And, uh, Tommy, I think
3: that's probably your favorite topic. I would I I eventually to say, to yes. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite, some of my favorite people to talk to. I love them. What do? you How do you pronounce it? Who? How do you pronounce it? Millennials. Millennials. Oh, thank you. What would you think I said?
5: I'm good. We're good. <laughs> You're an idiot.
3: <laughs> Oof. We're gonna have to get a new producer because our, our our producers have got issues. So anyway, I may I may I'm 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 bouncing around the idea of cutting my hair. I may next week I may be short hair Tommy again. I'm not sure. Come on, wow. Now. I All don't know. Time. I'm, I said I'm bouncing around. I didn't say I'm doing it. So, um, so yeah. Millennial Talk, Nightmare on the Service Drive is after that. So we got some good shows yep. coming up, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Mikey, great job. I appreciate your studiousness, if that's a word. <laughs> Studious. Yes, your, it is. Your studiousness on the show. It brings an element of that studiousness, I don't, studiousness that I don't have. <laughs> so uh, right. God bless y'all. Don't forget okay. to, uh, if you want to watch the replay, you can catch it on the YouTube, on Facebook Live, and uh, also autodeutalive.net. Appreciate you guys for joining us. God bless y'all. See you next week, peace.